Welcome to Dad's Hometown Memories, the live edition. On Wednesday, February 21st, Dad was the guest speaker at the annual general meeting of the West Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Dad has been involved with the Chamber and its predecessor, the Board of Trade, for many years in different capacities, and was more than thrilled to be asked to speak at this celebration of the Chamber's 70th anniversary. The meeting was held at the Smithville train station, home of the West Lincoln Historical Society. What you'll hear on this episode is a largely unedited recording of Dad's speech. In addition to his voice, you will hear from Rob Wood, the president of the chamber, and Denise Potter, the office manager and driving force at the chamber. We hope you enjoy this special live edition of Dad's Hometown Memories. come to that part of the show where uh, our guest speaker, um, you know, I, I actually struggled with how to go about introducing you. Um, I've only known, I've only been in town and he's got to ask Ivan. And so I got to know him. Plus he was a volunteer at community care and I volunteered at community care. So I got to know him and I instantly had uh, the utmost respect. So it's sort of blossomed into some of a bromance where we get to go for uh, French toast every now and then and not often enough though I'd like to do that more often. He truly is a Smithville charm and, uh, and a Smithville legend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ivan Carruthers please. Uh, good evening chamber members and other guests. It's a privilege to be here this evening because I've always enjoyed the chamber. But before I start, I would like to introduce my family who are here in attendance. First, my daughter Kim, Pietra Krupa, who has retired after serving over 30 years with the Family and Children's Services in St. Catharines. Beverly Packham, who lives in Smithville, and I will elaborate, elaborate on her work later on in my speech. My son Greg, who at the present time is principal of Grand Erie Alternative Learning in Brantford. He is trying to make me believe that I could finish my high school and get a diploma. <laughs> his programs are for adults and in many languages. Greg started his teaching career in Dunville, became principal there. Later he moved to Cuyahoga as a principal. Just a history note in that Greg's great-grandfather was one of the founders and promoters of the first high school in Cuba. Thank you for inviting me to speak tonight at this 70th anniversary celebrations, and this is your annual general meeting. As you already know, my great passion is history, and there is nothing more that I love than our village of Smithville, and the township of West Lincoln, and even the Niagara Peninsula. Although I have had a great life, I do want to give credit to my family first, and then to all the women and men who came before me here in our village. They are the people who deserve the credit. They didn't have the high-tech machinery that we have today to help us do our work or operate our business. They were the warriors. 
I feel fortunate to have lived through some of the major changes in our society over these many years. Changes in transportation. Yes, we had a great train service in the early 1920s to the 1950s. Then we regressed and we fell in love with the automobile and the truck. And now we have come to realize that we maybe have to revert to the trains and the rail traffic again. Newspaper publishing, once a thriving business, but now it is fighting to survive. Social media and the many ways to communicate with one another has changed the landscape. One has to wonder if newspapers will survive. The printing, the printing industry also has some major, major changes during my lifetime. So many it would take me a half hour to list all of them. Although I will admit that it was a great career, and I have to give great credit to the people who gave me the opportunity. They are George and Marjorie Adams, and my mother and father. Along the way, I also had many mentors, and I listened and took advantage of their wise advice. Yes, as some of you have already heard my story, I left school at the age of 17 and in grade 11 to work full-time in the Smithville Review printing shop. At age 23, I became the youngest editor of a newspaper in Canada. I give credit to Mr. Adams as he had faith in me and I learned a trade in a very short time period. Community and the people were also my support group. I, will always, I always felt that if I gave back to the community and was part of it, the community would support my business and we would grow. Just for the record, I attended my first Chamber of Commerce meeting on behalf of the print shop at the age of 19. I learned over the years about the businessmen who in the early days in the life of this community, how they put forth great, great efforts to build and grow this community. People such as Robert E. Book, A.T. Michelle, A.G. Boulder, William Henderson, William Hunter, Charles Adams, E.B. Acton, Lloyd Killens, Frank Hayes, Robert Mercatoid, Dr. J.H. Leeds, and many more. These men lived through many changing times. Roads were not paved, no sidewalks, no town water and sewers in those early days. Today we take this all for granted. This is a good thing as we must progress, and our people managing the municipal affairs have their own views of what is best for our municipality as we grow much bigger. My belief, the Chamber of Commerce has been a major player in the development of this community. And I want to emphasize that your participation in the Chamber today means a lot to this community. Many service clubs have come and gone over the years and the need is there for a strong Chamber to put forth their views of what the development should be it has always been my view that I served the Chamber first and I tried to take our views to the municipal level serving on other committees to express the views of the Chamber members. I always felt that a businessman who is always involved with customers and the general public is a perfect conduit for what the public feeling is in the community and therefore should be able to discuss this with their fellow Chamber members and present it in a manner that would benefit our township and area. Manufacturing has, was the life 
blood of many cities, towns, and villages. Now we see how this sector has changed. Many factories have closed and people were forced to seek other employment. This community has been very thankful for Steve Witt and family for their big investment in this community. I remember when the family first moved to Smithville and they have been very successful, but only with hard work and sacrifice. Generally Factories Company is another company that has survived the changing times and have adopted to the new world. When I retired, Stephen and Mary Ecker took over the business. I was content to volunteer for other things in life. Then when Doug Nickel asked me to coordinate putting together a history book on our village, I accepted the challenge. Doug, along with Jim Chase and James Diamond, we put together some of the history from 1787 to 1950. It is not complete, but it shows somewhat the life of inhabitants that came before us. It took us a few years and many meetings. With the help of the Historical Society, the Trillium Foundation, the book was published. Now many years later, in my family, especially my son Greg and my daughter Beverly Packham, they have encouraged me to tell my life story and the many happenings along life's way. Greg has set me up in a way that is completely new to me. <laughs> it is called podcasting. And with the modern equipment, I am able to tell the many stories about my life here in Smithville and some of the happenings that I was involved in as editor and publisher. After listening to a number of different podcasts, I was able to figure out how everything should come together. I'm not very tech savvy, but I did learn the computer. I'm a slow pecker when it comes to typing, <laughs> but I'm able to manage. I have recorded some nine po podcasts and have a number more that I hope to record in the coming months. It is amazing the feedback I have received from the followers all over North America and even some from Europe. I have listeners in 10 different states in the U.S., one in Thailand and one in the Netherlands. To date, there has been over 1,000 downloads as of February 19th. <laughs> My last podcast was dedicated to the Smithville Board of Trade, which was the first chamber. They called it a Board of Trade. In Smithville Chamber of Commerce and the West Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. I tried to include some history of a of all the organizations. I encouraged my daughter Beverly, because of loss of local print media, to record and tell the local news on a daily basis. She started a section on Facebook calling it West Lincoln News and Views. As of this date, there are more than 750 followers. Along with this section on Facebook, she started Memories of Smithville and now has some over 1,990 followers. If you haven't already gone on to read these sites, I encourage you to do so. Beverly was asked to speak to the West Lincoln Historical Society some weeks ago, and she will be working with the staff there to promote their work and show off some of their artifacts and news stories that have been itemized and stored at their location here in the train station. During my term as president of the chamber in 1964 and 65, it was always my ambition to, to promote growth in the commercial and industrial sector of our municipality. 
The chamber membership was very agreeable and a committee was formed from local businesses and chamber members to actively engage the Township Council into buying land for industrial development. As president, I formed a committee consisting of two, member, other, two other members, Henry Bud Frith, the TH&B railway station agent at that time, and Gordon Thieb, the village superintendent, along with James Weston, CEO of the TH&B Railroad Company, we approached the Township Council with a proposal to buy land north of the tracks in Smithville. I well remember the evening we attended the Council meeting, <coughs> excuse me, as the Chamber was holding a dance at the Legion Hall, which we held, which we held every so often during the fall and winter months. We presented our recommendations to the South Grimsby Township Council, Reeve or F. Ellis, Councilors Jack Fulford, Angle Durample, Clifford Hodgkins, and Donald Switzer. We left the meeting following our presentation to attend the dance. The council, after discussing the matter, and lo and behold, just before midnight, the clerk called us at the Legion to inform us that they had agreed to our proposal and we would meet with them later on to make arrangements for the program. Our first step was to form a committee and along with Bud Frith and Gordon Seed, I chose to, to ask Roly Top to be a group that would actually negotiate the purchase of the land for the township as this is what they agreed to. We had five owners to talk with and in the end they were willing to sell the land as long as it would benefit the township. This was our philosophy and this is how our industrial park came to fruition. Just one little note. This proposal came from Henry Bud Frith, the local station master at the time. He was always trying to promote the village. At that time, he was not a member of the chamber and the other member of the committee to buy the land, Roley Top, was also not a member, but I knew he had the qualifications to be a great negotiator. I want to leave a reminder to the chamber. I wasn't able to bring this forward and promote it, but back in 1921, in 1945, the Chamber, the Fall Fair, and the community presented an old boys and girls reunion. This is the record book, 1921, that everybody is here. And I'd like you to look, have looked through it this evening and see all of the nice writing. I was not here when the first one happened in 1921, but I had the registry that was used for everyone that attended to sign it and is legible to read. But I did attend the 1945 event and even took part in the parade. It was always held in conjunction with the fall fair. It might be time to organize another event like that and show off our area. It should have the involvement of the whole township to make it successful. In closing, I want to emphasize how blessed I am to have a wonderful and happy family. I have been honored by the provincial and federal governments over the years, but one honor I really cherish is being honored by the Chamber as Citizen of the Year. I am also honored by the fact that the business I once owned carries on in my name, thanks to Mary and Stephen Hecker and Dave Tamengan family. Just recently, Chief Stacy LaForme, Chief of Six Nations, published a book called Living in the Tall Grass. And one quote from the, one of his many poems was, 
I love this land. I want to use this quote in my closing remarks and say, I love this Chamber of Commerce and all that this Chamber has accomplished in my tenure as member. Thank you. Cards are there as well. And if you haven't had uh, an opportunity to check out uh, Island's podcast, if you live in this community, something in it somewhere will resonate with you. You'll hear a name, uh, he'll talk about a place, and you go, oh, just is such a nice trip down memory lane, and, and Island does such a great job of, of describing all of that stuff. You're, uh, you're a true treasure, Island. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Bye.